Welcome to the Tweet Trends Podcast. Hey, Yvette, what's trending today? Hey, I'm Yvette. Hey, girl. And you are tuned into Tweet Trends. It's the quickest way to find out what's trending today. Today, let's talk about HBCU football and the dream. Let's get started. Hello and welcome back to Tweet Trends. Today, like I said, we're going to be talking about HBCUs, HBCU football, and the recent dream that was sold to fans across the globe (sighs) (laughs) about how, I guess, Dion was going to make HBCU football great again. Uh ooh. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you want to do that one. <laughs> that's that's still too soon. Is that? Yeah. That's too yeah. soon. I, I just think uh he set himself up. You know, as a coach, people understand that coaches come into jobs and you're in that job as long as you're winning and there's nothing wrong with that. And as soon as you don't have winning seasons, then coaches can be replaced. And so we understand that. And so I don't begrudge him of taking a Colorado job or any other job for that matter. What I have an issue with is when he came there, knowing what his potential salary was going to be at Jackson State, to then say, I'm here to uplift all HBCUs. No, you weren't. You know, I I didn't buy it in the beginning. Uh, I was skeptical from the start (laughs) because that's not the Dion that I've watched play. That's not the Dion who I was a fan of. To, to say that he was coming there and do that. So I was skeptical from the start. Well, but, you know, so I'm not going to say that I was skeptical, but I had a vision in my mind of what it looked like and what it was going to take for him to do what he said he was going to do because that wasn't a one-man job, what he was trying to say that he was going to be able to do. But what I envisioned was that he was then going to kind of churn the waters of former football players and get them to go and, like, everybody get a school, everybody get an HBCU, and you might not get to be the coach, but you get a team, almost kind of like um, Ice Cube's, basketball league where you have these basketball players that can still play although they're not still playing and you know they do great things with basketball I, I was seeing that with football and that that was how everybody was going to get a look everybody was going to get some attention because there was going to be a name attached to each one of the schools where that's that's where the light was gonna right come. well well so like the the reality of it right is that Dion is as unique of a a character as he was a player and and so you know his his charismatic nature not not many people can do and say what he does right and and that's again that's something that's unique to him and he's good at it. But there are football players, former football players, who are head coaches at other schools. Heck, Alabama State, who, you know, gave him the tagline, you know, if I ain't swack, who is swack? Well, that coach at Alabama State, you know, played in the NFL. 
he also played at Alabama State, you know, and grew up in the, in the, in the SWAC himself. But he's a product of the SWAC. He went to the league, and he came back to to coach at Alabama State. He's not having the success as as uh, as much success as Dion was. And, and again, I'm not talking X's and O's, but I also don't think that you have to be a former great NFL player to be a great college head coach, right? That those 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 things are not mutually exclusive. And so you can have somebody who never played, but they're a good X and O guy, they're a good recruiter, they can they can get the kids to perform at levels, right? And so if the platforms, the HBCU programs were gonna have mentorship sessions where when the coaches do come together, all right, hey, yeah, we're competing on the field, but let me show you how to get you a top five recruit. Let me show you how to build a program. Let me show you how to get sponsorship money all around the SWAC, all around the MEAC, all around the SIAC. You know, all those leagues then having that quote-unquote blueprint, if that had been what he was doing, then I don't see how the Colorado job is an interest to him. Because that's the that that's what you sold. That's what you said. You're here to uplift HBCUs. You brought light to it, right? But now you take yourself out of the equation, and it's only a matter of time, unfortunately, before it returns back to what it was before, right? It's you. You have to maintain it. You have to continue to feed it. You can't just come in and say, "All right, I got the start of y'all go." If that's the case. You got to have, you know, 20 some other Dion's out there at all these schools and conferences. Well, and, you know, and if it was about unity, then he wouldn't have been showboating, walking on other people's side of the field and <laughs> doing all sorts of nonsense. You know, that that's not a way that you bring people together. That's a way that you create enemies and, yeah. and problems. Yeah. Well, because, again, as he says, well, when I was a player, I did that. So I've always done that. Hey, bro. This ain't about you. You don't it does not matter what you've always done. Right? And and if you're trying to mentor young men, then you have to show them, in my opinion, how they may need to be malleable. Because if you got a kid that's coming to college who's always been in a bad neighborhood or been around some some not so good characters, you want that kid to change. You want that kid to come to your college and not live whatever, you know, bad reputations he may have been around. So you want that kid to change, but you're coming in saying, I'm not changing. You actually have the tools to change. You understand what the end goal could be as an NFL Hall of Famer. You know what it was when you came out of high school, when you went to college at Florida State, when you got to the league and what it took for you to do that work. And so now you haven't had the blueprint and understanding what changes you may have needed to make to to then say, well, I'm not changing. You know, that's just more stuff that, again, for me, it was all about him, like you said, showboating. Well, you know, and it's interesting that there are just as many people that are for as there are against as far as what's taking place with him. And I honestly feel like the people that are saying, you know, why is everybody mad that he's 
taking this job and whatnot. I don't think they get it because I don't think anybody. Well, no, let me not say I don't think anybody. Some people are mad that he's taking the job. Yeah, yeah. And but going into it, he knew that he wasn't going to be making a lot of money. Right. He did. You know. And, but he, I would like to think that he manages his money well enough to, to be all right with the salary that he was going to be receiving. Um, well, I don't know that that's the case, right? You know, you have an NFL Hall of Famer who had multi-million dollar contracts as a player. Um, I, I don't know how much of that he's still able to live off or if he still has it, right? That's And that's not really my business either, so... You know, I just don't know. Okay, well, I assume that he can because um, he still seems flashy to me. But um, w- with that in mind, though, from from what I understood, he did use some of his money to make some of the changes. And that's commendable. Uh, it's commendable, but also think about this, right? He came in and he made a comment about Nick Saban. So people are asking, hey, are you going to take any of these what they call money games? You know what a money game is? Yeah, I know what a money game okay, is. Okay, so you know what a money game is. Do your thing, girl. So I he, went to an HBCU. Of course just... I know what a money game is. <laughs> so, That's like when we play the Citadel or right, something right, like that. People right. that we know we're not going to win against, but right. because it's fairly close to home and we can get everybody's people in the stadium, right. they want to see our band. We want to see the money. Where's right. the green? Right, and so exactly. So, so he was saying, "No, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna take any money games." And so, you know, they were talking about Jackson State playing in Alabama or another Power Five school, and he was saying he wasn't gonna set his kids up like that. And I heard that message, and I was encouraged. I'm like, okay, he's actually thinking about the kids, and he was saying, "Hey, we need." He's like, "Our skill players, we can match them." But I need more linemen. I need some bigger linemen, and and it's going to take time for me to build that. So when he's saying it's going to take time for me to build that, to get steady linemen in, then I'm assuming, hey, you understand that this isn't about the money because you're not taking money games, that it's a long-term build to actually get that team and effectively the league onto that blueprint. And I don't think that that's what he delivered. Well, so now that we know that that's not a thing, um, and that this calling from God, ju- uh, the call dropped or something. Yeah, I don't know. You said God called him collecting. He had to take it. And I guess, uh, yeah, the call dropped that bad signal. So what do you think though is necessary to try to sustain the type of changes that, that he was, was looking at? Because now you have this one school that has all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be nice and shiny to start with, but right. it's not going to stay nice and shiny unless there's some way to maintain that level. Right. Well, so to maintain that, right? So when you look at the different levels of economics of college football and specifically talking to HBCU brand, one of the biggest things or complaints that I've heard through the years is that the PWI schools they have big money boosters. They have oil tycoon and business magnets who have given back or who continue to give back to the school. So you have money boosters. And they've been saying, well, you know, people in the black community, the HBCUs, they're not giving back to their schools 
as much as they should and or could. Now that takes us down a whole different conversation about the state of black homes in the United States and they're one-tenth the wealth of uh, white homes. So that being the case, if that's the primary financier of those programs, then that again is a 20, 30 year build, right? And and that's just not reasonable to say, hey, we're going to have these schools being able to be funded by their boosters who are now, you know, doing well all around society. You have a few you know, black billionaires. You have Mackenzie Scott, who's donated millions of dollars to HBCUs. So if you don't have those type of donations come in, you're not going to be able to maintain those facilities. You're not going to be able to sustain the level of facility to compete with a PWI to then be able to get those players in to then be able to keep that cycle going. So I, I just think that what was being sold, what was being stated, what was said, it, it wasn't reasonable to say that you're going to do this because the Walmarts, all those other things, and to get back to your point, he knew that he was only going to make a certain amount of salary. He knew that he was giving some of his money, but he also knew that by making his comment about Nick Saban, which is where I started, that that parlayed him into an Aplac commercial. So <laughs> you may not be getting but 300000 from Jackson, mm -hmm. and you may very well be giving some of that back, but you also know that you got an Aplac commercial now. You also know that you're going to have some other commercials and endorsements that's going to come from that, that people aren't necessarily going to see. So you're being taken care of in a way that those schools and players are not going to be. So we've talked about the coach. We've talked about the facilities. But what about the kids? You know, a lot of them came there because of him. Right. For him. Mm -hmm. To play under him. Right. And, you know, in listening to the address that he gave the players, it it was kind of messed up the way he was telling them not to jump in the portal because <laughs> it's not going it, to, it's, it's not going to serve them well. Like, stay here. Like, I got you to this school. Stay here. Yeah. Don't try to switch up to go to another school. But that that's what he did. That's exactly what he did. It's like, hey, you know, what's good for the goose is not good for the gander. You know, do as I say, not as I do. And, yeah. uh, you know, specifically to say, hey, you don't need to go to those high-profile recruits. You don't need to go to an HBC or you don't need to go to a PWI because this right here is good enough. You can come here and turn this around. And then he's out on the first thing smoking. So, again... As coaches do that, I am not knocking him as compared to other coaches. Right. If that's your thing, do your thing. That That's what happens in the realm of coaching. But that's not what you came in to do. You didn't come in to just do X's and O's. You came in to, as he said in 60 Minutes, to change lives, to impact lives. Well, it's more than just those players, right? It's those people in the concessions who now have 40-some people, 40-some thousand people in the stands who by the the legacy of HBCU games, you have more people out at the tailgate and hanging out than actually in the stadium watching the sports. Mm -hmm. Those people were enjoying the limelight that they saw. 
They enjoyed having college game day there. They enjoyed that entire experience. But that experience wasn't just because of the brand of football. That was because of Dion, right? right? And and you've now taken that away. So good luck to the next coach. I hope that he can replicate that success, right? And I hope that these uh, TVs and, and, and other shows now actually defer to programs like this to, to maintain that. But it remains to be seen. Yeah, I, I, it's just really unfortunate. I, I can't imagine... Like, so as as a graduate of an HBCU, I know that, you know, you can go there, you can get a great education Mm -hmm. and the the opportunities are there. You know, we it's not like we don't have people going to the league. Right. We just don't have them in the same numbers that these other schools have them going. Um, But we know everybody can't go to the league. Right. So. I don't know. I just feel really bad for them, especially the ones that were ranked rather high. Right. They could have gone somewhere else. They could have done something else. And, and you know, I don't know how you get kids to, w- without the parents having the conversations with them when they're younger, to even have them aware of HBCUs and whatnot, I think it takes that kind of support at home to kind of foster students coming there in the well, first place. It does. It does. Um, I, I agree. I, I'm, I don't know if this is a pivot or whatnot, but I think the problem is your Bulldogs whooped him in the Celebration Bowl last year and he didn't want no more smoke. So he had to get out while the getting was good. See, I wasn't going to say anything about that. But now that you bring it up with that whole shining a light on HBCUs, I had I was a little salty about that because South Carolina State, my my alma mater, did whip up on them. And and, and, and it was not even close in that game. And, and everybody going into that game, was oh, all about Jackson State. It was all about how them. bad they were going to beat them, how what all they were going to do, Dion this, Dion that, and boy, what was that sound like at the end of that game? What what kind of <laughs> what kind of press did did Dion and the and the Jackson State football team get? Right, but and it did not bring any light to South Carolina State. Correct. You know, it's like everybody was talking about it, and had he won, it would have been the biggest talk of the town yep. that he came and did and won and whatever. But they lost. Right. And it was crickets. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> which which goes back to some of the other stuff we said. So we're not going to restate that, but that that's kind of case in point. Yeah. That you you got good talent there, but you hadn't built anything yet. You hadn't built anything sustainable. And with South Carolina State winning, that didn't parlay them to marquee notoriety, uh, big-time recruits coming there saying, oh, hold up, y'all beat Jackson State. All right, coach of South Carolina State, talk to me. I want to come here instead of Clemson. I want to come here instead of University of South Carolina. Like, none of that stuff materialized in that way. Yeah, it didn't. And that's, that's unfortunate. Yeah. Because, once again, it, it points to Dion being the draw and not HBCUs, not the students, not anything else. 
Okay, well, thank you so much. That was today's episode. And um, here's what I want you to do. I want you in the coming season to do all that you can to support HBCU football. All right. Go to the games. Watch them on ESPNU. Um, that's usually the channel that they yeah. show up on. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you got a couple of dollars, send it their way. Donate, yeah. You got to become boosters of your program in order to get the things that you that makes you competitive with other teams and leagues. And and bottom line with this whole Dion situation, what what would you? Well, I would say that um, the work of lifting the league takes many, many hands, right? And you can't just rely on one person to come in and quote unquote be the savior. Um, he he wasn't he he wasn't the person to do that anyway. He brought a lot of attention, but it shouldn't just be one person's job. That's something that all of us can do, and that's something that the community. Um, has to be engaged in to want to uh, uplift the community like that. I agree. I agree. So the next time somebody comes in saying that they are the HBCU Messiah, (laughs) we mush them in the face, tell them to go somewhere and sit down, and put their money where their mouth is. Yes. And call it a day. And keep it moving. Keep it moving. So once again, check out HBCU football, donate, volunteer, I don't know, something. Support. Support, exactly. Bottom line is support our HBCUs.